Hello there. Uh, welcome to the very first Line Upon Line Bible discussion, where we attempt to delve deeply into God's Word to learn about God, about ourselves, and about the world around us. I'm your host today, Andrew, and we will be joined by another brother in Christ, David Williamson from Belfast. Our discussion today is on the first verse of the Bible as we look at a series of the foundation truths from Genesis over the next number of sessions. So open your Bible, grab a coffee, and we'll look at the word of God together. Thank you. Okay, David, it's good to see you. And thanks for joining us in our first line upon line Bible discussion. You're in the very first one. I uh, appreciate it. Not only... Uh, hey, bro. Good to be with yeah. you. Yeah. So it's this, not only for those who are maybe watching in, it's not only that we're brothers in Christ, but brothers in the flesh as well. So it's good to see your face uh, after we break. Yeah. Yeah. So um, our discussion today, we're hoping to base it around uh, Genesis chapter one, verse one, uh, the, the first verse of the Bible. So um, we'll just get the text up and I'll put it on the screen. Um, but just now we'll read it together. Genesis chapter one, verse one, well-known text. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We know the Lord blesses his word as we read it together. Well, just, um, there's something about this, this verse that sort of is, is, is so familiar to us, I suppose, in many ways. Um, and yet, Past that initial observation, there's there's just so much in it, isn't there? Um, I suppose it sets the scene for a lot of what's going to happen next. And um, we're we're coming to Genesis, David, and I don't know if you have any initial thoughts on on the Book of Genesis, but there's so much of the Book of Genesis, especially these early chapters, that seem to be um, um, just full of of important truths that that have to be carried the whole way through, not only the rest of the Bible, but the whole way through reality that we know around us yeah i mean i i've i've used the analogy in in the the past of the the, the wardrobe door into narnia um okay. yeah. you know the, the 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 wardrobe could be easily ignored or, or passed by people mightn't even notice it but passing through that door brought them into this world of lewis's creation okay and yeah and and genesis one Genesis 2, Genesis 3, and of course, Genesis 1, one particularly that we're looking at, it, it can be easily read, maybe easily ignored, but but properly understanding it leads us into the the, the real world, the, the world that God created. It gives us a proper view of that world. It helps us to see the world just as God intended it to be seen. So, Yeah, yeah. I think that's helpful. As you say, that, that idea of like familiarity sometimes in these things, um, it, can, it can breed a kind of complacency. Uh, you know, uh, we, you know, those of us that have, have grown up maybe with the word of God and, and the Bible, um, uh, when we read Genesis 1, 1, oh, yeah, we know that verse, a bit like John 3, 16, you know, it, it runs off your tongue. Uh, there, there's just a danger that you don't stop and, and, and meditate on it and, and actually think, well, what, what is it saying here? What is it conveying to us about the, the world that we live in, about the God that we have? Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's a helpful uh, analogy. Um yeah, so we can easily miss uh, how important it really is, can't we? 
Yeah, it's um, foundational. I think I think you know what you're mentioning how important it is. It's really foundational to everything that, that follows on from that. That that's kind of what I meant that by by the the wardrobe door. You need to pass through this. Okay, get yes. a proper view of what's mm-hmm. on the other side. Um, you know, if this verse, this verse, all of the rest of scripture is really an unpicking or an uh, or a or a, an expanding upon okay. the truth, uh, which is here. Uh, foundationally given to us yeah sort of it's sort of like the yeah the, 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 everything else flows out of the the, the reality that is here in in, in small form if you yeah when i was thinking about this um first David, my, my mind was was going back to the fact that you know this this verse was first written down by well moses or ascribed to moses whoever um, who, who who wrote down these words in I suppose in a particular context too. Um, we we often think in the New Testament with the different letters it was written to Romans or something like that. It was written with a very specific purpose from by Paul to the Roman uh, church. But some sometimes when you read an epic big verse like this, uh, we maybe don't just think of the fact that it was Moses actually wrote this down by inspiration of. Um, and, and, and from the Holy Spirit um, in that sense. But, but there was a context in which it was probably given initially that, that yeah. very much suited it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Have you thought yeah, I mean, about I think, that? I think, I think it's just so important to notice that because, as you've said, other, other parts of Scripture have their, content, have their context and we, we think about that original context and application but it's often forgotten just as we, we enter into to, to Genesis. Um, you know, even, even just remembering that it was given to the children of Israel by Moses. Um, the children of Israel had been delivered out of the land of Egypt, uh, gone through the Red Sea, across the desert, come to Sinai. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, they had been brought into contact in a very special way with this God and uh the covenant relationship that existed between them and God had been mentioned. And I think that uh, there would have been in the hearts of many of the people of Israel, this, this question, I mean, what kind of God is this? Uh, What is this God like? Is he, is he a powerful God or is he a weak God? When we compare him with the nations around, is he, is he a local God or is he, uh, does he have a, a, a wider sphere of authority and power and, I think when Moses takes up his pen to, to write uh, Genesis, he has all of that in, in the background. And, and really, we have this revelation given uh, to show just the character of their God as being so much greater and more powerful and so on than, than the gods that surrounded them. Yeah, and it's funny because it is kind of a, a, a wee bit of a hobby interest in my history, ancient history. And um uh, it, it's so so prominent that you know if one one nation attacks another nation, for instance, you know, well, it must be that their god is stronger than that god, and mm-hmm. uh, every god seems to be their own little local deity, and and you know if you can capture that other that other that other god, well, you've taken over really their c- control of them because obviously their god is weaker, and we see it, I suppose, in scripture in Daniel uh, chapter one when when. Um, Nebuchadnezzar comes up and he takes away the articles out of the temple and he takes them down to he thinks in his mind he you know my god Marduk must be more important than the god of Israel but of course 
Daniel one shows the difference to that because it's actually God who's allowing it to happen. Yeah. Um, but but there's that sense in which you know the the nations around all have their own little little deities. Yeah, How different I, is this God? You know. Yeah, and I think you know you you can imagine if we take this to have been written at you know at some stage early on, maybe in the journey and so on. You, you can imagine the the comfort that it would have been to the nation as they're 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 going to face these other nations with with yeah, their gods even right, yeah. having the assurance of a god who's supreme uh, a god who's authoritative a god who has mm. power in every realm i think that's that's all yeah. intended to be communicated yeah that's that's really helpful um just getting i suppose getting to the the verse itself um and i, I was just thinking again um when, when it comes to bible study how important it is to to look at how it's actually it is says in the verse um, in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, you know, it's good to interrogate the text, to ask questions of the text. Why is this here? What is it, it, it for? Uh, and I suppose uh, one of the questions that, that comes up is, you know, in the beginning, <laughs> what beginning have we, we in mind here? What, what is it talking about? Um, uh, have you any, any thoughts on, on, on those, yeah. those kind of yeah, things? Yeah, well, I, I think that, 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 you know, interrogating the text um, and then allowing the text to answer the, the, mm-hmm. the questions mm-hmm. that you're asking of it is important. And here, um, really, the, the beginning is is described for us in a sense. So it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So th- this is this is the, the, the beginning that marks the moment of the creation of the heavens and the earth, which, of course, is a Hebraism for 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 the universe. <clears throat> so, okay. yeah. you know, so, so someone has said that that the universe incorporates all of of time and space and matter, and so this is the point when time, space, and matter then commenced commenced to be. Wow, it's really big when you think about it like that as as mm-hmm. a singular as a singular point. Yeah. When, when 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 all those things that we know as as the only thing we know in a sense you know in, in a normal realm you know the things that that, that we act within yeah. we act within time where where we are made of well our bodies are made of matter and so everything that once wasn't here and now it became to be um, absolutely i think that's the i think that's the important thing that the universe as we know it was once not here and it wasn't as if there was something there mm-hmm. material mm-hmm. or or something there uh, as far as time is concerned it yeah. all commenced at a point and, and really point described yeah we can't go beyond that i mean we can because of scripture go beyond it but we can't go beyond that in thinking very well you know because you know we we, we tend to think of a, a un- where there is no universe we have a big blank space mm-hmm. you know and we think in terms of space you know just and yet space is part of that universe. Mm-hmm. So we can't really fold that up very well and put it away uh, and think of what, what was before. Um, yeah, so it was tremendous in the beginning. Yet we have this, you know, this wonderful sense in which in the beginning, God, you know, so we have, uh, you know, obviously key subjects here. We have the personal God um, who is, who's acting at a specific beginning time if you like and he is creating um in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth um 
Yeah, obviously the way God is now being presented to us is is God as the creator, uh, as as the one who initiated everything, as the one who created everything. Um, and we know from Scripture that we're to remember our Creator. Um, but how are we to understand God as a creator? I, I mean, how should that inform us as believers? Say, shape our thinking. Uh, any help there? Yeah, well, well, uh, of course, understanding God as as creator is is to recognize that we are we are creatures, and mm. uh, that that automatically points to a relationship in which God has authority, mm. and uh, we have re- responsibility to Him. Right. I you know that that know. yeah that, that 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 word of authority um, is interesting because it includes within it the word author. Okay. So, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So just just as we recognise that the author of a story has rights to the story, so so God has rights as far as His creation is concerned. And of course, He stresses this everywhere in the Bible. He stresses it here in Genesis chapter one. We have oh. Him naming things, which is a uh, a declaration of authority over those yeah. things. Yeah. We, we we have Him uh, giving commands or, or directions uh, to mm-hmm. be obeyed and. And all of that's the 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 just the, the statement that this is a God, this creator God has authority. Now, of course, once once we acknowledge that to be the case, it's going to impact things for us. I mean, there's a there's a big stress, as we know in the present day, upon personal autonomy. You know, yeah, I, that's true. I'll, yeah, I'll do what I want with with my body. Uh, maybe as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's a massive challenge to that thinking when we recognize that actually the ultimate owner mm. is, is not us. Uh, yeah. you know, we, we're yeah. tenants in our body, if you like. So, so God has ultimate rights as far as creation is concerned, and therefore we have responsibility to act within his guidelines, within his uh, authoritative commands. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. So, um yeah, there's a, there's a sense in which uh, we're looking at, well, you could almost use the term probably more broadly in the sense of God's kingdom being the universe in this sense, mm-hmm. I suppose, um, and, 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 and he, him as the king, the authority in, in the universe. Um, now, you know, that's obviously going to be developed in a lot of ways through scripture, uh, which we're not going to be able to deal with now. But I think that sense of authority, even... The potter and the clay analogy that's brought out later in scripture is, you know, and once once there is a recognition of, of a personal God, um, you know, and maybe the pers- personal nature of God too is important in that. You know, we a, a mountain can't have authority over us to the same extent as, as someone, a being, a, a person yeah, in a sense, because yeah. something that is inanimate can't have the same authority over us as some someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's maybe one of the other reasons why today we have this a, either either no God or a kind of God that doesn't have that personal nature. Yeah. You know, that, that, that one, kind of Yeah, the, the desire to escape a, a sense of accountability to another yeah, person. Yeah. Well, I find I find it again and again. I'm speaking to folks and and, and this is where the I, I don't mind there being a God, but like, you know, I want to call the shots as to who the what the god's like mm-hmm. and the problem is you come to genesis 101 you can't do the calling of the shots because it's god that does that absolutely in that sense yeah yeah, yeah. 
Uh, that's really helpful. And uh, so, so our whole thinking should be shaped by this fact that God is the author. He is the creator. He is the one who is an authority. That's really helpful. I like that. Um, now, and there's a term that's used uh, sometimes uh, that that God creates ex nihilo, uh, that He creates out of nothing, um, which is a tremendous thought. And um, what I mean, can you explain maybe what what, what is meant by that? Um, or, yeah, well, or what many people mean by it anyway yeah yeah, yeah. well um we, we we use the term create and creation uh, quite widely um uh, you know we, we talk of the uh, creation of an artist and uh, i mean that's a, a fair way to speak and what we mm. mean by that is that the artist imagined something and mm-hmm. then brought what they imagined into existence in the physical realm um mm. of course now the artist or or sculptor or whatever they had pre-existing tools and they had uh, pre-existing material but when we say that god created uh ex nihilo we, we, we're saying that there there weren't any pre-existing tools and there weren't any pre-existing materials um you know uh some 33 puts it by the word of the Lord, where the heavens meet. Um, so I think what's helpful just to, to notice in there, uh, at least I, I found it helpful, is that God's power, it's not just simply more of the same that, 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 that we have. Um, you know, we, we couldn't produce a grain of sand out of nothing. We just don't have that capacity at all. So God's power is, in a sense, of a different order here. He, he's produced a, a universe of millions of gal- galaxies out of absolutely nothing. It's tremendous, isn't it? Just to, mm-hmm. just to, to ponder. Um, and I think that's helpful. So basically you're saying, like, as an artist, we use that paintbrush and the canvas and the paints to produce what they mm-hmm. produce. There isn't any paintbrush. There isn't any canvas. There isn't any paints here. It's the artist does have the ability to think. Yeah, the, the artist does have ability to to communicate that thought through these other means to this canvas, if you like. Yeah, but God doesn't need the in between stages uh, or or the the, the basic bits. Uh, I mean, God did think <laughs> in a sense, and, but it's in the communication of that thought that the things exist it's in the yeah well the cre- creativity we, yeah. we we speak about creativity yeah, and yeah. Uh, we're talking yeah. about that ability to imagine really yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah. from that imagination to produce something and uh, yeah. and this is this is a feature of human beings which god has granted to them in in, in his grace but it's a feature of god that he thinks and then creates, but he doesn't require all the uh, secondary things that we need in order to make that possible. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. And as you say, that it's not therefore just an order of magnitude difference in his creative power. It's a, it's a, it's a nature. It's a, there's a difference in the nature of his power in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could almost say, you know, um, and yet he gives us something a little bit like it as, as human beings, which the rest of the, the animal creation anyway doesn't seem to possess. Certainly not in any pretty uh, great amount. That, that's really helpful. 
So I think I think it was obvious that we're we're drawing from this verse in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Um, something about God's authority and power and his creative excellence. Um, is there anything else that that perhaps can be inferred from this verse about God that that is fleshed out in in subsequent revelation um, and developed? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could spend a long, long time uh, in doing that, but and I think actually that's I mean, you, you mentioned I think in the introduction, Andre, the, the important thing about this the Bible being God's self revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, so God wants us to learn about Him mm. uh, 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 as we read it, and and He opens yeah. it with yeah, yeah, yeah. with uh, you know something that will reveal certain aspects of His character. But uh, you know, evidently, first of all, it does confirm to us that God is eternal, um, because oh, yeah, yeah. yeah mm. because if if all of of time and space and matter were created at this point. Point, yeah. uh, we could put a, a circle around time, space, and matter and say, well, God's outside of the time, mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. And, and matter. Yeah, yeah. So he's essentially timeless. He, he's eternal, mm-hmm. material. And uh, I, I think as well, we were just mentioning there, you, you mentioned, I think, a very important thing, which is implied in the verse, which is that God is personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because he, he, he acted volitionally uh, to, to create um, Say that. Expand on that. What, what do you mean by okay. volitionally? Okay, he acted out of his own will. Right. Uh, right. So he chose to, to, to act. In that he, he chose to act. That's it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so uh, power in and of itself decides nothing. Power doesn't create. Power is used by a person. Yes. Mm-hmm. To create something at a point in time. Yeah. And so so we have a universe commencing to exist. Then we have to ask what caused it to exist at that point. Of course, the answer to that really is that God chose to act. He, he, he yeah. chose to exert the power which he mm-hmm. always had. And that makes him a, a, a personal God um, because that's a feature of, of personality. And uh, I mean, you, you mentioned as well that that. This is the commencement of the Bible and later revelation in the Bible. It enlarges upon this. It expands on this. But what it never does is contradict. Yeah. yeah. What we have in a verse, which is a tremendous evidence too, just of, of the inspiration mm. of mm-hmm. God's word. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, when I was younger and I would have picked down the Newbury Bible, it had, um, you know, different um, little symbols for for um, in the beginning, God created, as I think um, it mentioned that the word created, God was uh, a plural and created was a singular. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I don't know whether, while we don't have the full revelation, say, of the Trinity, as we know in the New Testament, that there, there seems to be just, again, as you, that, that idea of, of something that's latent within the verse, mm-hmm. that is later unpacked of, of, of a God who in his plurality, if we can speak in that way of God, you know, he acts and yet he acts as, as a unity, as one in, in doing things. And so you have this plurality anyway, acting in unity that seems to be involved in this. And maybe we'll see a little bit more of that as we go through Genesis. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just the other thing that came into my mind when I was thinking of that. But, but there's just so much, as you say, just 
even every word that we're just what seems to be a very straightforward sentence you know we've already found out it tells us so much about god about the universe that we live in and ultimately in, in that sense because we are part of that universe about ourselves yeah um so just on that, actually, uh, this verse doesn't really only talk about God. It does talk about the universe and the heavens and the earth. Um, do you, is there anything you want to develop in relation to the universe itself? Um, um, well, just one point maybe to make, which might uh, be of, of help to some, is that uh, for, for many years, uh, scientists... Uh, believed that the material universe was eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that theory was kind of ripped from their grasp by scientific observations in, in the last century. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, quite a few scientists were, were slow to accept the conclusion that the universe really does have a beginning. Mm-hmm. Um and the reason why they were maybe slow to do that, at least one of the reasons was because there are implications with that. A universe with a beginning demands a creator. Right. Um, yeah. 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 So now the, the Bible has always claimed that the universe had a beginning, mm-hmm. uh, which demands a creator, but it does more than that. It introduces us to the creator behind yes. The, yeah. the creation and really the, the purpose of the Bible, as we often say, it's not a scientific textbook or anything of the sort, but what it does do, what it does tell us is true. Absolutely. Um, and what it is really written for is to introduce us not so much to the world around us, although it does do that, uh, mm-hmm. but to introduce us to the God who's behind all of that. Yeah. The, the, the God behind the world in that sense. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's that's really helpful. Um, so just another thing, David, maybe when we're, we're discussing these things. Um, the ancient world, as we maybe touched on slightly already, um, it w- was full of false ideas about God. You know, God's many and Lord's many, to lift the words of, of, of Paul in a different place. Um, is there any bulwarks that, are given to us here in this verse that, that help us to maybe discern false ideas or 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 help us to stand against false ideas about God um, that that are that are prevalent whether it be then or now is there anything that that really stands out that, that you feel can can help us from this this text yeah well 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 the, the um, I mean you, you might have more in mind than, yeah. than, than this but I think there, there's there's a, a point which the verse makes just pretty much on the surface, which, which preserves from maybe some of the, the prominent ideologies of, of the present day. And that is that reality is in two parts. Mm. Uh, so there's the, the immaterial and there is the material. Um, we could speak about mind and, and matter. And both okay. of these are, are real. Both of these are real. Um, you know, in our, in our day, we, we, we often face up to the, the materialist um, mm-hmm. who, who, who denies the existence of, of God or denies the existence of a spiritual realm. But what those people are doing is that they're limit, limit, limiting themselves to look at, at half of reality or at a portion 
mm. of reality and therefore they're closing their mind off to certain aspects mm. of reality and really what their presuppositions do is that they mean they'll never really fully understand uh, the world um, okay. right. Right. because there are certain experiences that people have there are certain things that happen there are historical events and so on which they um, which they have uh, limited their capacity to understand by cutting off uh, a part of reality from from their thinking. Now, okay. what 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 I will say is this: that one of the wonderful things about this first verse and, and the Bible generally is that that there is a basis in it to understand all of reality, uh, all of human experience. I mean, we we don't need to deny uh, physical experiences and physical existence and, and we don't need to assume some sort of um way of looking at that which which regards it as illusory or an illusion of some sort but as well as that we don't need to deny spiritual experiences okay, yeah. of course we, we can assess them and we have to yeah, assess yeah. them Should do, but, yeah. yeah but but we don't close our eye we don't need to close our eyes to either of these realms and so so can i just to yep. pick you up on that there, because I'm just bringing it back to the text here. You mentioned that there's the material and the immaterial, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So just, just taking it through the verse so that we can maybe understand that better. The heaven, heavens and the earth is a whole of the creation, the whole yes. of the material universe, you're saying? That's it, yes. Whereas God and, and his person, yes, and his personality in that sense, stands outside of that. So if you, you were drawing your circle, yeah, uh, the, there's the kind of there's the the physical and material element, and there's the the non-material, the the immaterial, the the, the non-physical is is. But there's that sense in which there's something other than simply the nuts and bolts of the creation. Is it, yeah. is that what what the way you're dividing the verse or or seeing this? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, an illustration has been used, and I, I'm not going to just pick up the illustration exactly as it was used but but maybe just to expand the analogy a little or, or to change the analogy a little um, if you can imagine um, uh, two people sitting in a room facing one another hmm. um, one, one person is sitting with their back to a window Okay. the other person sitting with their face towards the person and obviously their face towards the window Okay, so this person who's sitting with his back to the window can only see what's inside the room. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, uh, you know, no capacity to turn their head, so they can only see what's in front of them. They can examine the room, they can, okay. But there is a limit on their uh, view. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the person who is facing the mat, who is looking out the window, cannot only see what's inside the room, but he, see, he can see another realm. Mm-hmm. He can see another sphere. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and what the Bible introduces us to is not just the physical world, but the spiritual. It's, um, and, you know, reality in people's mm-hmm. experiences in, in people's experience does involve both of these aspects. I think that's really, really helpful. Um, you know, you, we were mentioning false ideas and, and, you know, how this is a bulwark against false ideas. So, uh, we're, we're inundated at the minute, it seems to me, with, with ideas that come from 
Eastern, more mystic religions, where reality, the, the physical things of life, are seen as a kind of illusion. Mm-hmm. They're not real. Is that what you're saying? Like, the, yeah. there are things that aren't real, you know, whereas God's saying, no, actually, this is real. It has a beginning, but it's real, you know? Um, and yet, in the West, perhaps, the, the, the more prominent idea is that the only things that are real are the physical material things you know it's like you know we're when we die we're like a dog and, and we just die and that, that, that's us and that that's us ended our existence because we are only the sum total of our parts yeah and so these two one of them is shouting as it were the only thing that's real is the material realm and the other is shouting the only thing that's real is the immaterial realm and, and yet the, the bible sits in the middle and yes, Christianity so, sits in the middle and it says, you know, these two realms have, they have a connection. So we and, don't and need to deny reality. Yeah. That, yeah that's okay, one yeah. of the wonderful truths about the Bible. We don't need to deny reality. We need to assess and, and try and understand it properly. But we yeah, don't need yeah. to deny it. And yeah, uh, that's, that's what I think both helpful. of those views that you've mentioned do at some level. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really helpful. And it's really, I suppose, really thrilling, isn't it? To just look at these 10 words as it were at the start well i think in english um at the start of our bible in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth um and yet there's so much that just you a short thought about them it tells us about the god that we have come to know uh, and also about the universe that we inhabit as it were now um yeah so is, is there anything else i mean any summary that you want to give to this verse or and then it's, it kind of summarizes itself so wonderfully too, yeah doesn't it? yeah um well i suppose you know what 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 you said there andre about its importance you know it can't really be overstressed in a sense because authors generally i mean spend a lot of time creating the opening words of their books and they recognize that the opening sentence of a book is important um now, this is the God of you know, infinite wisdom, the, the, the God of the, the universe. And uh, we, we say this you know, carefully, but he's had eternity in that sense to, uh, to plan the opening words of his mm. self-revelation. And, and Genesis 1.1 is how he chooses to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is really the portal into the understanding of who God is yeah, and the understanding yeah. of all, all of reality. And so mm-hmm. whatever views we, we have of the universe, the Bible is giving us God's view. He's giving us the mm-hmm. creator's view. And yeah. um, I think, as I've mentioned, we've tried to mention, is that it's the only view which sufficiently explains the reality that all of us face. From a day-to-day basis, really, is not yeah. Well, that, I think that's really helpful. Maybe that's that's a good place to sort of conclude. Um, it's really been a, a great joy to study this together, and I've enjoyed it. Um, I trust it's been a help not only to us but a help to others. Um, we're hoping to have another podcast, another um, discussion. Uh, we'll be looking next at Genesis one twenty six to twenty eight, uh, or I think it's twenty six to twenty eight, maybe twenty six to twenty seven. The creation of man and hopefully we'll start to explore the understanding there of, of what man is 
in God's creation, uh, which is tremendously important as well. Yeah, looking uh, so forward thank to that you. very much. You take care and God bless. Thank you. Bye.